Hello, nature lovers. Welcome to Grand Birds. A show about bird life and birding in Moab and Grand County. And welcome to a special edition of Grand Birds. We're live in the studio today for Spring Radiothon. And uh, an even rarer event is the two hosts of the show are in the same place at the same time. Amazing. That's been a long time since that has happened. Quite a long time. It's nice to be here in person. Yes. Yes, good. Although outside, it's not a very nice day for the birds. It's true. Pretty windy out there. They're hunkered down. I haven't seen hardly one all day. No, I heard a few Lucy's warbler this this morning down by the creek, but they seem to be close to the trees. Right. So we have a little extended situation today. We can talk for about 10 minutes. And the topic is birding by ear. And so a question for you, is it possible to identify birds that you don't actually see? Yes, it is. And how would one go about that? Well, one would listen to the bird song that you hear around you or the bird calls and hopefully be able to identify those calls. Some of them are more distinct than others, I'd say. That's true. Some of them are quite easy, like ravens, for instance. Uh, Some of the warblers, on the other hand, can sound a lot like each other, so they can be a little hard. Yeah, they're little chips. Oh, uh, my gosh. Some people claim to be able to identify them and you know after a while if you're in an environment where you're encountering a number of them at the same time you can sort them out after a while but that's more challenging for sure that's true the chip calls are hard i know a couple um that have a kind of a distinctive sound but a lot of them sound the same and so what are advantages of birding by ear well you don't have to see the bird which is nice because a lot of times they're pretty hidden by dense foliage Yeah, my introduction to birding by ear was, uh, I was in Central America where the forest is very thick. Oh, yeah. And we had a guide and he would say, there's a, you know, there's a this, there's a that, there's the other thing. And then eventually we got to see most of them. But I thought, wow, this is really great. Yeah, yeah. It's great to be able to hear a bird that you really want to see and then you know where exactly to be looking instead of just hoping to run into it. And I, I always maintain that you actually hear, well, in many cases, you hear more birds than you see. Yeah, definitely. I feel like when I'm out along the creek in town birding, I'm probably identifying, I don't know, three out of four birds that way at this point. And you can amaze your friends too. (laughs) This is true. People are always impressed, at least the non-birders. Yeah. I, I like, you know, typically we pull up at a, at a spot and then we get out and within a minute, those of us who are listening have identified, you know, maybe 10 birds and other yeah. people maybe have seen one. That's true. Yeah. 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 With practice, it's fun to be able to kind of sort out that cacophony when it's, when there's a lot of birds calling and listen, try to listen to the, the background call and like ignore the really loud call. It's a fun thing to practice, but kind of hard at first. And how, how would, uh, do you have a strategy for starting to learn how to do that? Oh, as like a fresh beginner? Yeah. Um, Well, I'd probably start with birds that are really easy, that everyone maybe knows, um, or that might be easier to to pick out, like that are particularly loud. So ones that have unique calls that are easy to identify. Yeah. Like around here, you know, maybe the spotted toey is pretty obvious once you know what it sounds like. 
um, or robins um, or finches. So if you know those, and then you can kind of tune them out and then listen to the background right. ones. For me, you know, I can listen to recordings to try and learn new bird songs, but it really doesn't sink in for me until I actually see the bird yeah. doing it. And then that seems to cement it in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me, I would say. So I would say if you have a place near your house or, you know, if, even if you have bird feeders or a bird bath at your house and there's birds that are very common around your house, just really start listening. And after a while, you'll figure out which ones are making which sounds. Yeah. Although I would say it might take a lot of tries because I know in the place that I go birding a lot, there's been bird songs that took me, you know, a few weeks or even a couple of different seasons to be able to identify just because I wasn't able to see the bird. Uh, yes. And I didn't really know where exactly to find the resources to listen to bird songs. Like where to even start? Good call. Um, there are online resources. There's the Macaulay Library. That's a pretty good which, one. Which uh, is an online thing associated with Cornell University. Mm-hmm. There are apps. Larkwire is one where it's like a little game where they, they play a little snippet and yeah. you have to guess. Very good. I really is. recommend that one. And uh, a lot of the bird apps have, uh, with each species account, a collection of recordings from various locations, which is important because different areas are often different subspecies or have different sounds. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I really like the Merlin app for that because it often has recordings of, yeah, the different different subspecies. Um, how do you feel about um, the apps that have like a listening feature that can help you, uh, uh, that like gives you suggested species? Which I, I think so far is primarily the Merlin app, right? There's a couple others I've run into that I don't, don't remember the names, but that seems to be the most popular one. I would say use with caution. Yeah. Um, the, uh, it's, it's a good place for me, I would say, to, to get a starting point mm-hmm. and then maybe go to some of these other resources and try and, you know, compare because uh, it's a tough problem and they're not always accurate. Right. That's true. Yeah, I found um, them to be a good starting point. But at the same time, I feel it a little bit like it doesn't actually help me learn. Like maybe it's yeah. accurate and I can identify that bird in the moment, but I don't remember it very right. well later. If, if it just tells you blue grosbeak, then you go, oh, but it maybe doesn't really give you anything to grab onto. Exactly. Yeah. But a good place to start, I think. Um, yeah. And I, mean, I probably, the most helpful thing would be to go out with another person that knows That is songs. always the best thing uh, because if somebody knows the songs... You know, I'm walking around, I just hear them all the time, you know? Right. And uh, I'll just be walking down the street, ooh, Northern Flicker, ooh, Robin, ooh, Starling. And right. then maybe you even have a chance to see them and make that connection. Right. Of course, you have to know know, know a birder. Well, hey. Not everybody has bird nerd friends buy, like we do. Buy your local <laughs> birder a cup of coffee. Ooh, there we go. Bird-friendly coffee. Yes, uh, bird coffee. True. Yeah. True that. One little experiment I always try and describe to people who ask about birding by ear is go to a place uh, that you know there's going to be birds and do two five-minute things. In one five minutes, look and try and count all the birds you see. You don't need to identify them. You're just trying to count individuals. 
and then listen for five minutes and see how many individuals you can hear. And quite often you can hear more and sometimes depending on how many leaves are out and such, it can be a lot more. And yeah. that, that maybe gets you a little more motivated to to try and get more into the audio side of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good that's a good little experiment. I guess you could also try um making up like uh, a sound that you can make yourself that mimics yeah. the bird call or like a little phrase. Um, like the one I've been thinking about a lot lately with like the black cat Ch- chickadees are all making a lot of noise right now. And one of their calls is often people often say it sounds like cheeseburger. Yep. The long call there. Yeah. Yep. And that's a really like kind of funny, cute way to help, help your brain remember. Yep. yep. Sounds. All right. Well, I'd say that's about does it. And it is Radiothon here at KZMU, and they're very supportive of our program. So feel free to give them support. Visit the website. You can donate or shop or call the station, 435-259-5968. Yeah, and get out and listen to some spring birds. It's springtime. They're singing. It's a good time when the weather's nice to be out there. This is true. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. It's been Grand Birds. We'll be see you next time.